What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. What's up, everyone? We're recording today's episode during Women's History Month, and we're featuring an awesome community called Women of Martech. The community is 800 plus members, almost 900 members now, and 1,000 plus followers on LinkedIn. They have a mission to increase the recognition of the power of women in the Martech industry and their contributions to innovate and move the industry forward. Uh, today, we're super pumped to have the pleasure of being joined by Melissa Ledesma, Director of Content and Comms at DMS, Digital Media Solutions a fascinating global ad tech company, and she's also the executive director of Women of MarTech. Before the ad world, she spent several years in real estate, mortgage, and entertainment, playing different PR slash event, email marketing roles, and she currently works out of New Jersey and spends a good chunk of her time giving back. Recently being named to the board of directors of her local boys and girls clubs to enrich education and training of at-risk children and teens. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today and uh, being with us again. Thank you. You guys know that I'm I'm your biggest fans. I, I'm so excited uh, to see this podcast continue to grow. And thank you for inviting me to discuss Women of MarTech with you. For sure. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we got a little bit of prep and we got to chat with you a little bit uh, previously to get the, the inside scoop. But I think our listeners are going to be super interested in uh, not only the origin stories about Women of MarTech, but I think your own personal journey. I think you have a fascinating journey. Do you want to talk a little bit about your origin story so that folks can know Know where where you've come from and, and how your journey's progressed? Sure, sure. So I think my story, uh, and I've come to see this as a result of speaking with members of Women of MarTech, is actually very similar to what a lot of women in marketing technology and MarTech have experienced in some way, shape, or form, is that what we typically don't do as young girls is dream of being in like email automation. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's not really something that, that you're kind of dreaming about. Um, what I always knew for myself is I, I always knew I wanted to, uh, to be in the, the business world. I always knew that as much as I like loved creativity and was really driven by, by the arts, it was the business side of all of that, that really, really attracted me. So I started my career in public relations and had always been really obsessed with PR and started my career in something that was very, very near and dear to my heart, uh, which at the time was fashion and beauty. So I had interned for years in various aspects of the music industry, started interning in music when I was 16 years old, lying about my age. Uh, my first boss, I remember asking him, now, what do I do if anyone asks how old I am? And, he kind of, and I had my high school ring on at the time. And he kind of looked at me and said, you see that ring? Yes, sir. He goes, you just do me a favor. And you flip that ring right around so that no one can see that it says graduation date 2007. And he said, you just show everyone what you can do before they have time to ask how old you are and whether or not you are old enough to be, to be doing this role. So I was interning for radio stations and major record labels. I mean, everything from like 103.5 KTU to Sony and Sirius XM and ultimately Madonna's former publicist, Liz Rosenberg. Uh, Rosenberg 
um, PR, who's just a legend in, in the music world. And I was doing that for, you know, I did that for five years. And it's crazy to think I had a career in music for five years because I did it from 16 to 21. And I got to love the PR side of this very creative world. And from really wonderful people that I had met in the industry ended up what during what was probably one of the worst hiring years in US history, uh, graduated in 2011 and four days after graduation in the height of unemployment and the great recession, four days after graduation started my job at a boutique PR firm in New York city for fashion and beauty luxury clients and made a promise to myself to, well, now, now that I'm fully in the working world, I never want to experience what unemployment is. And I never want to experience what that is. And I think it's, it's easy to say that at 21 years old <laughs> before you know what the world becomes. Uh, but I worked, I started working for a luxury fashion and beauty PR company and none of it was for me. None of it was for me. It was not, it was not the environment that I wanted to be in. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't ultimately doing what I, what I really thought that I should have been doing. And the hardest thing in the world was admitting that I wanted to use a word I've never used, which was quit. I wanted mm. to quit what I thought my dream job was. Mm. And I, I stayed in it for as long as I could. And it became a toxic environment. And I think mm -hmm. that this is also really, you know, something that a lot of women have experienced is that you will kind of stay in a toxic situation because you, you talk yourself into thinking like, I can, I can work through it. I can ultimately overcome these challenges. It, it will, it will get better once I become more experienced. You know, you can say everything in the book mm -hmm. and I left. And when I left, I immediately contacted, you know, a recruiter and got all of these different interviews lined up. I was very, very lucky. And it was, it's always a combination of like luck and skill that I think mm -hmm. brings you some of the best opportunities of your life. Cause luck plays a little bit into it. For sure. And I had an interview with, at the time it was called the Eastern Bergen County Board of Realtors. And the interview was for the administrative assistant role. And me and my 21 year old ego was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like, oh, no, heavens, no, I'm not, I'm not a front desk person. Um, but when I heard about the company, and I didn't even know what a trade association was then, and that really ends up playing into my future with Women of Martech, I liked what the company was about. And I liked hearing about the person who would have become my boss. And it was, it was a woman. It was a woman who was much older than I was. She was nearing her 70s. But she was described to me as a woman who really valued hard work and who was addicted to learning. And that stood mm. out to me. So ultimately had this interview, got the job. And within two weeks of being there, my, my boss at the time said to me, oh, wait a minute. I feel like you can do a lot more than what you're doing. And that just opened the floodgates for me and said, well, by the way, here's, here is what I can do. And I started to identify all these different things with their their website and their social media and their newsletter and all of these different marketing opportunities that they had to better engage their membership, right? And to build more value with their members. And my title changed within two weeks of me, of me working at the Eastern Bergen County Board of Realtors. And I spent the first five years of my career there and it was the most incredible experience I could have 
never imagined, but always hoped for, for myself. I was extremely fortunate that I was reporting to a woman who gave me way too much trust at a very young age. I mean, I remember leaving, going to her, I can't believe you trusted the teenager to do (laughs) everything you trusted me to do. Kind of, you know, making fun of uh, my youth when I had started there. And and she said to me, it's not that I trusted a teenager, I trusted a capable person. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you were. And I stayed there for five years, which is kind of unheard of in, you know, in in the the post 2000 world, you know, the working world. But I stayed there for five years because I, I had the Mary Poppins syndrome. I did not want to leave until I felt like I had nothing left to contribute to the role. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, I, I had to be a one person shop. And I know a lot of women in MarTech have experienced this where you're the one who's writing the code for the website and who's writing the e-newsletters and trying to optimize the social media channels and grow engagement and manage the community. And oh, by the way, yeah, you're going to handle a little bit of PR and oh yeah, you're going to run this event. And <laughs> and it just kind of became anything that we needed done. If we were going to do it, I was the first person to take it on and it let me create a role and it let me test and try and, and become involved in so many things beyond what the typical public relations firm would have offered me, that it took my career in an entirely different place. And that's what gave me access to the insurance industry and the mortgage industry and ultimately how I transitioned from a real estate trade association into mortgage. And mortgage is where the conversation started to happen of what lead generation is. Mm-hmm. and what the idea of, you know, building your prospect pool is. And I got more intrinsically involved in the sales side of, of marketing as well, which was a really awesome opportunity. And it was an incredible position with great people, but it frightened me because there was really no one above me in a marketing role. Mm-hmm. And I got nervous that I was going to become content and that, in 20 years, I was going to be in the same position, knowing nothing more than what I knew in that moment. And there's nothing scarier than making your own experience in education irrelevant or obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I discovered digital media solutions. Mm-hmm. And from the time I was hired till now, DMS has just been on this meteoric rise. And to think that it, you know, a, an ad tech company, which is really a tech enabled digital performance advertising company that can best connect consumers and advertisers. It's this force to be reckoned with. And every day here is a different day. And the road that we have been on together has been this whirlwind of excitement and also a little bit of fear because I came into this company knowing that I was anything but an expert in performance marketing or lead generation, but that I was interested and willing to learn. And that was a little scary, like going from having a director title, kind of feeling like, you know, big fish in the pond moment and knowing that, oh man, I'm about to be around a whole bunch of people who know what they're talking about far better than I do. Is this the change I want to make? But I knew it was the change I needed to make for my future. And and the reality is performance marketing might not be the thing that everyone knows about, but 
I firmly believe performance marketing and, and the greater realm of performance advertising is where the future of advertising mm-hmm. is going. And it's always kind of been ahead of its time and, and ahead of the game. And being a part of a company like this, mm-hmm. the 21-year-old version of me who was afraid to quit her job would have never thought that this is what was going to happen. And then also to be a part of a company who ended up creating this incredible organization of women of MarTech, there's so much that is a, amazing when you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's what I you know, want to really, really instill in all of the 20-somethings that are just starting out and are you know, five years or less in their career. You really don't have it all figured out yet, and you shouldn't. And if you're not completely invested in being open and flexible and learning and raising your hand, you are doing nothing but preventing yourself from all of the opportunities that you don't even know exist. And, and that's kind of how I got here. Mm-hmm. One of the common themes that you that you brought up before we start talking about women of Martech and the community, I want to throw a uh, just a question that bubbled to the surface for myself is this theme of risk and fear. Like those are two words that I felt like you you used or touched upon. What advice do you have for for those twenty somethings when they're sitting there and sensing oh this growing complacency around a good title and a good salary, but knowing that there's something bigger and better out there? Like how do you you know uh, approach that risk and what advice do you have? for others who are sitting there thinking about this themselves? I love that question, Jonathan. Thank you for that. So that was the, that was the moment that I had when I was at NJ Lenders, which at the time was the third most successful mortgage banker in the state of New Jersey, third only to two nationwide companies in terms of volume, which mm-hmm. is an incredible achievement. And the company is I mean, they're great at what they do. They are still great at what they do. But it was very comfortable for me. And what I would want everyone who's you know, in that similar position to realize is that don't, conf- don't confuse comfort for security. Mm. And don't confuse short-term comfort with security mm-hmm. because... Always being a little bit afraid. Those have been the moments when I have seen the best version of myself because of the adrenaline and the rush and what I call the ignition of superpowers (laughs) that occurs when having to face your own fears. And I never want to be, I never want to be, the smartest person in the room. And I think what is really important to strive for early on in your career is to surround yourself by people that you want to learn from, people who you believe are smarter than you, and people who you know are going to teach you something you cannot teach yourself. Because I mean, YouTube tutorials are great, but at the end of the day, there's some things that you can only learn from experience. And and I feel like we've gotten further away from the value of that. Mm -hmm. And scaring yourself and shaking things up a little bit, those are the moments when, you know, it's sink or swim and you will be so surprised at what you can achieve when you are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and how proud you are to have done something that wasn't expected. One of the things I admire so much of my current 
my current boss, who's the CMO of Digital Media Solutions and also the president of Women of Marti, Kathy Bryan, is that she always talks about the importance of striving for greatness. And even if you have a crazy ambitious goal, just missing something incredibly ambitious is a better feeling than the easy breezy moment of tackling something that you know was completely doable to begin mm-hmm. with because you didn't have to push yourself to get there. Yeah, totally, totally. And I and think it's this, embracing fear. Yeah, and I think I think you touched upon a point, which is a nice segue for us to maybe introduce what the Women of Martech community is all about. So, do you want to give us a little bit of a, a high level uh, of what a, what is the Women of Martech community all about? Sure. So, Women of Martech has a very simple mission, but there is beauty in this simplicity. It is to promote and amplify the successes, accomplishments, contributions, and innovations of women who are either in marketing, technology, or MarTech roles or companies. And as a result of our mission, we are striving to increase the percentage of women in those roles and at those companies who serve in leadership or executive positions. So Women of MarTech, is, it's not about helping you to be the best spouse while also having a job. It's not about, it's not about anything other than taking yourself to the next level and understanding how promotion and visibility really affect the longevity of your career mm. and what that means. And we've recognized that while women represent a great portion of the entry and mid-level tiers of many technology, MarTech and marketing companies, there's still a great divide and women are not as equally represented at the highest level and the executive level and the C-suite level of these companies. And that's where we have an opportunity because there's something in between that is looking for a solution. I know, you know, one of the things that have predicated this are things like, you know, myths, right? Like myths as to, you know, why women don't like uh, STEM or things like that. And I know for me, I've always personally dealt with the idea that I quote unquote, don't think I'm good at math. And it was, literally like eight years into my career when I finally had someone shake me and go, you actually do math. You do it every day. You're quite good at it. You've just somehow bought into this idea that you're not and and you have to stop doing this. So there's a million reasons why we've gotten to the scenario that we've in, but what women of MarTech is not, we're not an anti-men organization. We're not an organization about, you know, being your best spouse self or being your best mother self while also working. We're an organization that's just about how can you be the most awesome professional at the level that you want to be and how can we help you get there and what combination of things for your personal promotion and amplification, can we help you align with to get to that level? 
I love that. That's super powerful. Like you mentioned, like the the simplicity of of the mission is the power of it, right? Like the the topic of women in tech or, or women in martech is uh, like everywhere, right? Like there's there's so many amazing resources about um, helping white men and why they should be allies to women. Like how can white men like help women more in, in the tech space? You know, they're still the majority group and they can help lead that stage. But I love how your community kind of focuses on the recognition and the amplification of the voices of women. And um, maybe you can give us like some some recent examples of, of members that maybe have receive promotions or new clients or like speaking engagements uh, from some of their activity uh, in the community? Oh, Phil, I love this. This is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I love that even while Women of Martech has not even existed yet for a full calendar year, we're actually celebrating our one year anniversary on April 1st. Nice. And in that short period of time, we have been a part of helping women to take advantage of my favorite formula which is, you know, visibility creates opportunity and action drives results. And if you can combine those two formulas, they ultimately lead to success. So uh, Brooke Bartos is a very accomplished speaker who has been at many different major, major conferences, but she wanted to continue to get new opportunities. And as a result of her membership in Women of Martech, we put out a call to action in one of our member newsletters. Are you interested in a, you know, a speaking role or a moderating position at these two conferences who are looking for female speakers? She took that action. She contacted me. I was able to introduce her to the team that runs the Lead Generation World Conference. And she's now in talks with them about having a role at their London show coming up later in 2021. Uh, Samantha Iodice is incredible. She was involved in Women of Martech very, very early on, one of our first committee members. She actually launched her own company during the pandemic Hmm. as a result of all of the things that happened in the employment universe. And one of the things she started to do as a result of her membership in Women of Martech is volunteer to write success stories that promote Hmm. other women. And her writing got the attention of someone who ultimately ended up becoming a client of hers and she's now doing writing for them because they were just so impressed with her voice and her style and Hmm. and the level of polish and professionalism that her stories had, even while she was promoting someone else. She secured Hmm. an opportunity for herself, which is why I I love Samantha's story. Um, Another really awesome opportunity is Charlotte Gretter, who is already at the executive level and extremely accomplished But as a result of the success story that we published on Charlotte, she caught the attention of a conference that was looking for speakers to have her come on board for a speaking opportunity, which I absolutely love because it goes to show you that no matter what level you are in your career, you don't get everyone's attention 100% of the time. And you never know what will be that one thing, right? To tip the scale in your favor and in her case, for Charlotte, it ended up being a success spotlight with a conference that she had never even previously identified. Um, and very, very recently, a member of ours, Kat Covert, she got heavily involved in her company's own DEI committee. And as part of that, they launched a, a series for Women's History Month and a panel. And she brought the opportunity to me. And I immediately thought this would be a great opportunity for Women of Martech members. And yesterday, Um, We had three 
different Women of MarTech members who are all at different levels of their career and at three different companies in three very, very different roles speak on a panel for the company Consumer Track talking about the experience of professional women working in marketing and MarTech roles and what their growth pattern has been and giving those recommendations to other women as well as recommendations to their male cohorts as to, well, what can you do to further elevate, promote, and just to better enhance your working relationship with the women on your team and in your company. So all of these are concrete examples of members who've taken an opportunity that Women of MarTech has presented to them and that opportunity has created visibility. And from that visibility, they've had the chance to do something greater with it. And it all came from taking a simple action, right? So whether it was submitting to sign up for the committee so that Samantha could write success stories or hitting submit and saying, I wanna talk about my own success. I would like you to write my success story in the case of Charlotte or just Brooke saying, yes, I am interested in being a speaker. It starts with taking action. And that's the platform that we wanna create. That's awesome. I love how you had those like top of mind, like, uh, give us some recent examples, like boom, you had four and like what the listeners aren't getting is like how, how much your face like lit up when you were talking about like the, the successes of members. So, uh, you must be super proud. Like, congrats on that. That's amazing. I I really am. And, And hearing those moments are definitely the, the highlights for me of getting to interact with, with all of these different members. And the truth are there are countless women that I can continue to to name and rattle off. And what I am still so astonished by is that I have yet to meet a member that has made me feel like I've heard your story before. You're nothing special. Mm -hmm. Every single member I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with has brought something unique and new to the table. And I just want everyone to have the experience that I'm getting to have in hearing how much you know and how much you can do and how much you can change and evolve and innovate and create these things, these real things that, that have life somewhere else. I mean, I've heard about women who started their own businesses from the worst periods in their life. I've heard about women who got the promotion that they've always dreamed of and then they encountered imposter syndrome and tried to negotiate with themselves as to, oh my God, did I even deserve that? And, and then you have, you know, like, the women that I'm really fortunate to work with at DMS who have formed the executive officers of the steering committee who all come from extremely different backgrounds, but they are powerhouses. They are smart. They are capable. They are strategic. And they honestly make me feel like I want to be 1% better at what I do every single day. And I never once feel like I am in competition with them. I never once feel in order for me to do better they have to not do as well. That has never been the feeling that we've emoted. And I think that that has truly resonated in women of MarTech as well, that idea of collaboration and collegiality for success. I keep coming back to this phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I feel as though the, you know, anybody who's listening to this and wondering if if it's time to acquire a superpower, I think you should be signing up for for women of MarTech. You know, one thing that I I think is really interesting going back to your own origin story is this idea of risk. And you mentioned imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I know the, the, the women of MarTech has 800 plus members. You guys are building this community at a rapid pace. So talk a little bit about like the, the breadth of membership. You mentioned there's senior folks in there, there's junior folks. Like how does connecting with, you know, somebody more senior than you work in the women of MarTech community and how do you guys work together on, on helping everybody kind of uh, improve? Sure. So uh, one of the things that I think is really uh, great and unique about Women of MarTech is that right now we are still in the earliest stages of our existence, which means we have not yet created any kind of borders or barriers that segment our membership into smaller moments, right? So we're not keeping our executives with the executives and we're not keeping our up and comers with the up and comers or our mid-level with each other. We're a re- Everyone is, is mixing. So when you become a member of Women of MarTech, there's a few things that you immediately get access to. Uh, number one, you immediately get access to the membership database, which allows you to search for members based on their company, based on their title, based on their location, and just having that access alone to have a, a little bit of a warm conversation, right? With someone who maybe you're interested in working for Johnson and Johnson. Maybe you got the Peloton during the pandemic and you can't get enough of their marketing strategy and now you're dying to work from them. And how great (laughs) would it be to reach out to someone who actually works there and talk about what is it like? What do you do? How did you get to where you are? Um, I think just having that access beyond LinkedIn, right? Because while LinkedIn is super powerful, there's still a cold interaction there. With Women of MarTech, we're trying to warm that up for you. Um, In addition to the membership database, you also have the opportunity, if you're interested in signing up for our Slack channel, which is something that we just recently debuted, and that gives you access to a series of open channels dedicated to different conversations. One of those channels are specifically meant for jobs and career opportunities, where members who are either hiring or looking for roles can engage in direct conversation. And we know a big part of the professional hiring process is that networking that happens behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. That recommendation that you get, the inside scoop of actually, I know that someone is leaving and the position isn't up yet, but we're going to start looking for resumes. All those conversations, we're creating a platform for you to have more of those conversations. Um, Also, when you become a member of Women of MarTech, you can join any of our uh, four committees And that helps you to get more involved in an actionable way based on the things that interest you most and that are most connected to your passion. So if you are a communicator and you like to write and you love social media, then you are probably a great fit for the communications committee. If you really just love and are invigorated at the idea of motivating and encouraging others, then you are meant for the cheering and motivation committee, which exists purely to foster this feeling of hope, encouragement, and motivation among other members so that you kind of become the Jiminy Cricket, but instead of being there for your conscience, you're there for motivation, which I love. But the committees allow you to take your membership to the next level and form tighter relationships with the people who are also on the committees with you. Um, And finally, as a member of Women of MarTech, you immediately get access as I was discussing a little bit in the Slack channels, to our job board, which lets you search opportunities that have become available and also find an email address that connects you back to the job poster so that you can let that member know that you've applied and now you've started a whole new warm interaction and you're not just submitting your resume into what might be the black hole of resumes, 
but you're starting it with a little bit more of a relationship, which I think is super unique. So we're offering as many tangible benefits as we can at this time, even though our membership remains 100% free for 2021. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask that because I'm sure a lot of folks are thinking, okay, so how much does it cost? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, like right now, like anybody who's listening, this is the time to get involved in this community. It's growing rapidly, uh, but the access to it is extremely inclusive and, and, and there's no barriers to join. Is that correct? Absolutely. It is 100% free. Um, and then the one thing that I didn't add that I, I feel like I always separate because to me, it's the biggest thing that we do um, to be featured in our success spotlights which are the editorials that we write in a feature style that promote an accomplishment of a member in the areas of either business and revenue, um, social responsibility, diversity and inclusion, or process and efficiency. We only write success spotlights on members. Mm -hmm. So as long as you become a member, which Jonathan, you're 100% correct, it is still absolutely free. There's no hidden cost in this. And you nominate yourself for a success spotlight we will write this full-length article featuring you we will promote that article featuring you and then what we've recently launched to take those interviews one step further and let them physically leap off the page is our share her story podcast led Mm. by women of martech president kathy bryan where we take one aspect of your success story and in that interview, we let you dive a little bit deeper into that. So even taking that visibility and that promotion to the next level. And, and these are the types of things that typically would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. I think we're all aware of the articles that are out there, the best mm-hmm. of and things like that, where there are recognitions, but they're essentially recognitions that you could buy your way into. Pay to play. That yeah. is not what this is. This is, yeah. you have to just take action to get results. And you have to secure visibility in order to secure your opportunity. And all you have to do is join and join knowing that you don't need to be anything more than you are right now to qualify as a member. And we also recognize anyone who identifies as female, as a potential member. And we are right now one of the only organizations of our kind specifically within um, the marketing technology and MarTech industries aimed at women that has very openly added that to, to our website. And we're doing that in the spirit of leading from the front and also becoming as inclusive as we can, as our worlds continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. Awesome. One thing that as, as we kind of near the end, end of the episode, one thing that I, I, I love to ask everybody who comes on the show, and I'm springing this on you in the last minute, but Melissa, you know, I sense so much energy and confidence from you. And I think that a lot of our listeners would benefit from knowing uh, the answer to this question. How do you stay happy in your job and in your career? How, how have you put that in, into perspective and, and remain day to day happy at what you do? Um, yeah. What, what advice do you have for, for our listeners? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, and I think we've all had a hell of a year. Right? Like <laughs> Amen. Just, just deep breath. Um, and, I, and I know people are probably hearing me going, my God, she's a cheerleader on acid. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just, just to level the playing field, um, my husband and I had COVID. 
Mm-hmm. My, uh, my father was hospitalized with liver failure. He is fine. Um, my mom took a fall and has been immobilized for eight weeks. And mm-hmm. I've been taking care of, of her. Yeah. And, um, and 2020 was not easy. And 2021 has not been easy. But I can bring the joy that I bring to my work because if you are fortunate enough to work in anything related to MarTech, you are a part of something that is fresh and new, that never gets stale. And even if you think what you do feels the same every day, we are a part of the next evolution of something big. And when you think of what the Mad Men era was Mm -hmm. for classic advertising, we don't even realize that we are a part of a movement right now. And we are constantly dealing with things that were the glimmer in someone's eye maybe two decades ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you talk to someone about what social media was going to become when Facebook launched, no one would have ever thought that it would be what it is. And then given birth to X number of additional social platforms after that, to the point of now Clubhouse is Mm -hmm. on the tip of everyone's tongue, right? And, And to think of what can be done with the understanding of first party data and knowing your audience and being able to provide a better experience to your consumers because the level of relevancy that we can now provide and offer as brands and as advertisers is something unlike we could ever do before. And with every advancement in technology that we can get our hands around, it makes us better at what we do. And it ultimately makes us provide better experiences for everyone who's clicking, shopping, swiping to live their lives from day to day. And that is what gives me the purpose, right? Is that I know I am working for a company that is a major player in the verticals that affect people's lives, insurance, mortgage, education. And I'm proud of that. And I love that tomorrow, something brand new could pop up and we could figure out something totally unheard of in AI. (laughs) And it'll change everything about how we tackle the next day, the next week, the next few months. And if you're not appreciating the newness for what it is. I encourage you to step away and talk to your friends about your job who will probably not understand a word that you're saying and let them show you their own excitement and mm-hmm. absorb that and realize for yourself that there's so much more for us to be invigorated by if we take a moment to remember what we're actually doing. Wow, so this cool! Is amazing. I have uh, I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Melissa. We're not going to keep you uh, any longer. I know you have a, a hard stop, JT. But um, if if the listeners are listening um, and you're curious about the community, for sure check it out. Humans, uh, sorry, womenofmartech.com. Uh, I did check out the podcast like right before we we recorded here, so um, I'm I'm going to be checking that out uh, as well. You guys are building an amazing community. I think what you're doing is uh, super great for the Martech community. So um, applaud you, Melissa and all the amazing work that you're doing. And we're totally looking forward to uh, showcasing and amplifying the voices of uh, um, some of your your members in the community. So looking forward to, to working with you on that. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil. Jonathan, this was incredible. Um, if, if you're open to it, I would love to leave your listeners with a challenge. Let's do it. Yeah, love so it. So Women of MarTech, we want to hit 1,000 members by our anniversary date. And there are two ways that, that you could help us do that. Number one, if you are a woman working in marketing technology or MarTech, either in your role or your company, apply. It takes less than five minutes. You can literally get coffee in a longer period of time than it takes you to apply. But you hitting that apply button makes a major, major difference. And if you are not a woman or someone who identifies as female and you are listening to this call wondering how you can help, the moments that really give me true pride are when I see men share the benefit of women of MarTech with their coworkers, their clients, their vendor partners, and just generally with their own networks, because this is not about one group being better or stronger than the other. It is about how much powerful and how much more powerful we will be when we all achieve the same level of representation and visibility. And it starts with sharing and taking action. And if you can all do that just once, I am so confident that Women of MarTech will be beyond that 1,000 member goal. Amazing. We'll, uh, we'll help you meet that goal. 1,000 people yeah. before, uh, before the one-year anniversary. Let's do it. Thanks again, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.